Welcome to the Everyday Church Podcast. It's a show designed to talk about how God can use small church, ordinary church, everyday church. Your hosts are Barry Littleford and Jordan Dorsey, two small-time pastors who think about this stuff a lot. We welcome you to today's show. All right, and hello to episode 16 of hello. the Everyday Church Podcast. What? How you doing, fella? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, a little bit tired, actually, to be really, really honest. Oh, okay, a bit weary. Okay. Yeah, just up watching uh, Australia take on Spain for the Olympics. Yeah, that was a late one. It was a late one indeed, but no, all firing on all cylinders. Beautiful. It's good to, to be here and doing another episode today. Uh, Baz, you've kind of chosen and driven the topic for this one uh, today. What are we going to talk about? We're going to uh, sh- talk a little bit about um, the discipleship blues, is what okay. I've, uh, I've done. Because uh, sometimes in ministry, well, most of the time in ministry, if we're honest, um, talking, uh, discipling people is an up and down process. Mm. And uh, some people have some growth spurts, and you're amazed at what God is doing in their life. And then there are other times where everything seems to go backwards. Yeah. And uh, as a leader, you're thinking, oh, I'm investing all this time and all this energy, and we've encouraged people to do that. Mm. But sometimes it can just feel like you're going backwards and not forwards. So I, I wanted to talk a little bit uh, about that. Jordi, what about you in your discipleship process? I mean, you've been a Christian now, what, for four or five years or something like that? Just entered into my sixth year. Happy birthday, man. Thanks, man. That's Feels beautiful. Good. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, so uh, talk to me a little bit about your, your discipleship journey and what were the things that spurred you forward and what were some of the things that may have held you back? I've thrown you in the deep Ooh, end. Big just, question, big question. Just thrown you in and uh, because we do such amazing research on this podcast. We do, yeah. We, we um, really talk about it beforehand. <laughs> so if you don't mind, if not, we'll start the tape again and we'll keep on going. But if you don't mind... Um, what were some of the things that spurred you forward, but what were also some of the things that held you back? Mm. That's a good question. I think some of the things that uh, spurred me on in the beginning, uh, there, there were probably two things. One was that I was given opportunities to try things I've never tried before. Um, and two, I was used by God. And what I mean by used by God was that actually when I did something, something really cool happened that had never happened before. So, for instance, I shared my faith and someone came to faith because of it. Mm. That, for me, was just such an igniter of some passion. It was just uh, probably the coolest thing to experience uh, that early on in my faith. And it really set me up well. And the opportunities that I was given in church to uh, lead worship and to preach and to, to pray with people were all opportunities that enabled me to use the giftings that God had given me. That's great. So I think those are the things that kind of got me going. And they were the things that actually pushed me to read more and to pray more and to, to seek God's discernment in more, yep. was those things. And it was that excitement and that passion that I can be used by God. So I think that, that were kind of the key areas that are, um, really got me fired up and ready. Um, but what, what were the areas that, uh, that deterred my discipleship? Um, I don't know. There have been dips in my discipleship. I think all Christians have dips in their level of discipleship. Some months they're really good and some seasons they're not so good. Um, and and that's, that's exactly where I wanted you to be. You've, you've hit it <coughs> spot on the place that I wanted you to be. Oh, I'm glad. Because discipleship blues, there's no real 
um, defining point where you go, if you don't do, if you, you know, you do these things, you'll keep on growing. Mm. The bottom line is that life happens and life yeah. gets different, difficult and, and all kinds of challenges come our way. Mm. And, and how we respond to that will either spur us forward mm. in our relationship or if we choose to harden our hearts to what God is doing in our lives, then it can hold us back. And that's the journey that we see all the way through the Old Testament with the people of Israel. And it's still the journey we see today in Christians. And when you're a, you're a leader and you, you see the potential in people and you invest in people and you encourage them, then all of a sudden things go backwards instead of forwards. You can sort of think that you have to do something and that you have to um, really motivate uh, p people to get out of it. But in some ways, you can't. You've got to allow them and God to sort of through. You can give some wisdom if they come to you, but there's no clear sort of uh, indicators in people's lives of what the discipleship blues are, why they step backwards. Mm -hmm. You know, because if, if someone wants to uh, go forward in God, um, they, they will move mountains to do it. Mm. But it doesn't take much to knock them off that sense of direction and the evil one's really good at doing this yeah. uh, for it to all of a sudden become about them or about their life situation and uh, and they can really struggle with it. Yeah, it's it's a huge thing. And as a leader, you want to you wanna see people grow. You want to pe see people take steps that should take years in, in days. You really want to see people be, be fast-tracked in their discipleship. Um, and because of that, you actually get a little bit protective over people. Mm. You kind of want to guard them and look after them and kind of shelter them from what could hurt them. And, and really, you, what you, as leaders, what we kind of do is we want to impart all our mistakes as wisdom for them not to do into the future. But it was actually in our mistakes that grew us in our discipleship as well. So there's that fine line because I know when I first came to faith, um, I was bursting with passion. You were. And I had many people come up to me and say, one, we love you, but two, just be careful. Just slow down here. And for me, that was actually kind of a, it kind of flattened my tires a little bit, you know? It was like, oh, okay, maybe I'm doing this wrong. Maybe I should do it this way. And that way, I had all this input of what I should and shouldn't do. It just kind of got me confused. Um, and in the end, I kind of navigated my way through and I'm fine. Um, but then there's some people that you kind of let them go and then they do burn out. So there's that kind of, that middle section of where you can give them a little bit of wisdom, a little bit of insight, not that you, you kind of crowd them or, or kind of smother them with, with ideas and insight, but then you can't leave them alone because sometimes when you leave them alone, they fizzle and pop because they're doing everything. Um, so that's certainly a struggle I'm feeling because as a leader, you do have a bit of insight into people's lives and you got to, how do you, how do you lead in that? How do you lead and not give them too much, but not give them too little? Well, I, th I think you've got to um, allow people to stay in the struggle yeah. and, um, and not try and work it all out for them. Mm. So mm. you can give them tools and you can give them ways to do it, but uh, sometimes you've got to let people get messy before they realise that you were right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, you know, we had... Uh, our first time preacher last night mm. one of the lines she dropped in the uh, on the preaching was you know I, I thought I had to do everything to please people even though my pastor said I shouldn't and <laughs> I was that pastor 
and I said that she shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, but she had to learn that lesson. Now I could have argued with her. I could have disciplined her. I could have done all sorts of things mm. with her to say, "Look, I'm right and you're wrong." But she needed to discover it for herself, and yeah. and it, it's actually stopped her growth, really, in in lots of ways, because she's been trying to work this through. Yeah, wow. Now, I would have loved to say, look, just trust me, it'll be okay, just do what I say, mm. and you'll keep on growing. But she would never have really learnt that lesson for herself. Wow. And so you've got to allow people to sit in the struggle. You know, mm. I have conversations, I had one today about someone who says, you know, God is stretching me beyond, you know, almost a breaking point. And I said, well, great. Yeah. And they go, well, that's not very encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> this is really painful. I go, yeah, I know. We've all been there. Yeah, and yeah. that's a part of the discipleship. So you don't feel like you're growing. You don't feel like you're moving forward. You feel like everything is pushing and pressing. And I said, well, God is trying to teach you something in the middle of that. Mm, mm. And so, um, and so, you know, we're in a, a bit of a season at the moment with lots of people where God is poking and, and probing and stretching and holding back mm. and uh, everybody's going oh what's going on what's going on well god's being god god's yeah. wanting them uh to be better and I, I said to someone today i said god is stretching you so you can be more of a blessing mm. to people in the future yeah and so you know even when we see that people are getting held back we're going to allow people to 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 struggle in the messiness so to speak well that there's a few things that come to mind for me in what you've just shared because there's something within us that because we love people, we kind of want them to have a comfortable ride. We actually want to look after them. When things go wrong, we kind of, as pastors and leaders, think, oh, that, that's terrible, that's awful. And, and we want to kind of comfort them and care for them and love them. But I don't know any area in my life where I have grown and it's been comfortable. I just don't. I, I I just got drawn back to when I was a, I was much younger, and I went to my mum and said, "Mum, I'm just hurting. I don't know why," and she said, "You're probably just growing." I said, "Well, what do you mean? You just got growing pains," and you do. I remember when my legs used to ache, mm -hmm. and they were just aching because I was growing, and there has not been one season in my life where I have grown through being comfortable. But when I grow, it's because I'm uncomfortable, and I guess as leaders, we need to be careful that we don't try and just kind of comfort people and, and, and kind of say well this is how you do it, if you take these three simple steps you'll be fine but in fact, like you said, allow people to struggle even at times when we the leader might have the answer that they need. That's right and we, so we can you know, there's the old things that people say you know you should pray more or you <laughs> got to hand it over to God and you got to claim the victory and, and I find myself using all that because sometimes that's exactly what they need to do but yeah. But other times, you know, you just need to wrestle with this. Yeah. Go out into the back paddock and shout at God and scream and mm. do whatever you need to do. But God is obviously wanting to teach you something. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. Yeah. You know, and I get people really annoyed. They Barry, just tell me. What I said, no, that's not my job. Your yeah. job is to actually work it out for yourself. And if you can work it out for yourself. Now, as a leader looking onto that, like there's a... There's the sadistic part of me that goes, hey, God, glad it's them and not me. But, um, but there's, there's another part of me as a leader that goes, oh, this is going to set me back six months. Mm. You know, I, I look at people going well and I can see their potential. And then they hit one of these moments where mm. it's tough and, it, and it's grinding out. And I just go, I just know now that everything is going to stall mm. in, in this person's life 
for maybe a week, maybe a month, maybe six months, mm. depending on how they process it. Yeah, yeah. And, and as a leader, I, I, you know, my heart just sinks every time this happens because I go, it was going so well and now they've hit this time. Mm. And, and, I, and why I call it the discipleship blues because as a leader, I, I go, oh, God, really, again? Mm. And, and, I, and I forget that this is how God does stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I forget that he's got a bigger picture in mind and the fruit that's going to come from the pruning yeah. is going to be substantial, but I've got to sit back and uh, allow the pruning to happen even though I think the momentum in the ministry is going to be stalled for a certain amount of time it's it's a hard job to sit back and watch and being pastors of small churches it's even harder because (laughs) that's our key person that could be our next key leader and they're struggling for a year versus them kind of taking leaps and bounds so in a small church context it's i i think it's even harder you've got a pool of maybe a hundred maybe less people and you have someone who's really struggling who was really flourishing a month ago that that's hard work and, and depending on how the person processes it, and you know, you can give them tools and skills on how you do it. But there's a whole lot of mental health stuff that can kick in. Mm. There's all sorts of you know emotional health uh, that can kick in. That obviously God wants to deal with, but mm. it can really paralyze people. Yeah. And until they work through the other the other side of it, you just got to hang on. Yeah. And, and you just got to proclaim hope into it. Say it's okay. God's got it under control. Mm, mm. I know it's difficult. You'll get through it. Mm. Just keep on leaning into God, and you'll be okay. But on the but on the inside, as a minister, you're just going, oh, this is just, this is going to be a long grind. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we've got people in our church that really have been on this grind for. Well, I know people for two years. Yeah, well. You know, this has been a long grind for them, and I've just got to touch base with them and go, how you doing? And these are good people mm. who have amazing gifts to serve the church, and you're yeah. just going to walk past them. Well, not walk past them, <laughs> but walk alongside them. And um, and sometimes you feel like giving up. You mm. just go, this, is, this has been too long. You should be through this now. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, but you've got to just stick by them, knowing that God is going to bring them out the other side yeah. and they'll be better people because of it. I think that's key there, is that we, when we look at God's heart and what God wants, He wants to transform lives. That that's actually how God operates. He's not there just to bully people for the sake of it. No. That the trials they're going through, whether they're God-ordained or not, um, God wants to use it to refine and to grow His people. And I think as leaders, when we do get down, because we, we do, when we see people, our people struggling who we love, we get down about it. We need to remember that God is in the business of restoring them and transforming them. And I think if we can keep that in our minds through every season that that person's going to go through, I think we're going to love them and care for them better. Um, when we forget that, we're just going to get frustrated. We're going to get angry. We're going to get bitter. Our, our ability to care for them and to love them will go down dramatically. Um, and I think we need to remember in our own hearts that what a transformed life actually looks like as well. So I know for me that when I'm looking at people that are really stuck in their ways or really stuck in a rut, you know, in a bad spot, I, I, I look back to some people that I have seen really flourish in God. And, and it reminds me that, that God can just radically change people's lives. And that, yes, someone might be going through a hard time now, but we all go through hard times. Mm. But it, that there is another side, that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And I think when we forget that, it gets really hard. But when we remember that that's, that's God's end goal for this person is restoration and wholeness, then we can kind of, as leaders, rest in that as well. 
So rather than staying up late at night, just kind of worrying about that person, we can rest easy, even though they might not be. And just say, I know God's got this. Like we need to almost preach to ourselves what we're sharing to the other person. Just lean into God. It's going to be okay. Just pray more. I think we as leaders need to do the same and lean into God and say, you know what? I know that you're working in this person's life. And yes, they might be stubborn. And yes, they might be missing the point. And yes, this might take longer than it should. But I know that in the end, God, this is what you want for them. And I want the same. Yeah, I mean, I've had to learn to really come to God with thankfulness. Mm. Uh, for the person, uh, for what he's been doing in their life, and for what he's doing in their life now, yeah. and that and that this work is worth it. Mm. And so I come with it. Uh, you know, I've, I've started to learn to come to God with a, a sense of thankfulness. Yeah. Um, that this is happening because, you know, the scripture says that God disciplines those he, whom He loves. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And so if if God is is wanting to refine people then he's showing a, an expression of great love we mm. do that as as parents you're not one yet but uh, you know as parents we we do it um you know we we let kids go through uh, some hard times because we know it will develop character and will make them a better person in the long run yeah and and god does that with us and so i've learned that i've got to be thankful that god mm. is at work in this person's life and mm. that god is going to see them through and even though i can't see any signs of it and they probably can't see any signs of it that god is at work and yeah. that is what bought boys me up um, mm. when it comes to the discipleship blues yeah when those people stall i can go you know what god i just want to thank you that you're loving this person right now mm. and even though they can't sense it i acknowledge that you're at work in their life yeah wow well. Well, uh, I hope for you as a leader that you, you're feeling slightly more encouraged than what when you started the podcast. Because I would imagine that if you are a leader in any capacity within the church, you've had insight into someone's life and you said, oh, if they just did it this way, it'd be a bit different. Or you look at a person struggling and you just your heart breaks for them. But that can be something that brings you down as a leader. You feel upset and defeated because you know you can't help them. And the reality is there's not a lot of things that we as leaders can do because we aren't the ones that transform lives. It's actually God. And there's an element of faith there for us that we need to trust that that's what God does. That's how God works. He makes all things new. So as leaders, I hope that you are encouraged today that whomever God has put in your care, that however you are um, operating within your church life and who uh, you are praying for and caring for, that it's God's desire to see them restored and that in that process we shouldn't be brought down but as Barry's already shared with us we should be thankful for what God is doing in their life and where God is taking them into the future our, our, our job really you're right Jody I agree with everything you said but our, our job of a leader is just to, to continue to place the hope of God mm. into that person's life Yeah. you know you go yep it sucks right now mm. um, but you know what God's at work, yeah, yeah. So take take hope. Don't give up. It's worth it, you know. Mm. And I've had, you know, I've had some people come to me and go, Barry, is this all worth it? Mm. And I go, Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is worth it. You will come out the other side. You will be okay. God's will will be done, mm. and uh, and it's just going to take time, and be as obedient as you can. Listen to the Spirit as much as you can, and you'll come through the other side, mm. and you'll come through with, with wisdom. We come through with a greater empathy, a greater grace to the work of God, 
less reliance on yourself, mm. less reliance on, on trying to fix things and to make things happen and just trusting that God's okay. And when we learn those lessons, our faith journey becomes so much more easy. Mm. Uh, but God has to kind of beat it out of us, if you like, <laughs> yeah. almost um, discipline it out of us. It's probably a more appropriate way of saying it. And, um, and, but when we obey Him and step through it, we are better people for it. Yeah. And so that transformed heart is what we've always got to be looking for. Mm. And it's a beautiful thing. It is. So I hope you've enjoyed um, our episode today. I hope it's um, spoken to you in some way. Um, if as you're listening right now, you can think of someone else who needs to hear this, uh, share it with them, um, whether just give them the link or just give them your notes of what you've taken down. But let's uh, have this conversation uh, and share it within um, our circles because I do believe that just talking about the fact that discipleship and discipling others is hard. And messy. And messy. And it's not always going to be easy, but it's in our, uh, our discomfort that we grow as people and as leaders um, so share that with people because that truth will um, really alleviate some people's stress and allow people to sleep a bit easier um, as we care and love God's people. So be encouraged, be empowered, um, and we hope that you've enjoyed um, the time that you've had with us and we've had with you. Until next time. Catch you later. Thanks for listening to the Everyday Church podcast where we seek to be a help to the Everyday Church. Our show notes can be found at openministries.net and you can also become interactive by liking the Everyday Church podcast Facebook page. We trust that you've enjoyed today's show.